0: Please rise as we hear from the life of Christ. After Jesus fed more than 5,000 people in the wilderness, he teaches them about the true significance of this remarkable sign. Holy Gospel according to St. John in the sixth chapter. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, And yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This is the gospel of the Lord. Well, you know what fresh-baked bread smells like, don't you? I know last week Beth was talking about all kinds of bread, and who was it, Ethel's bread, that she really liked. That was her favorite, Ethel's bread, she's growing up. And uh, if you'd have come in earlier and gone in the kitchen, you would have smelled bread bacon uh, that I just described over here as far as what's in it. And some of you had a chance to eat some of it, and uh, I hope you're okay later in the day. Yeah, because of that. But anyway, uh, it was baked hot enough that it should be okay. Um, but bread is, is like one of these staples. In every culture, every society around the world from the beginning of time, there's been some form of bread. And bread is a staple. And it, at least most of the bread in other parts of the world is real basic, and it's nutritious, and it's healthy, and it's life-giving. A lot of what passes for bread in this country isn't. It's basically a chemically engineered platform for lunch meat or peanut butter and jelly. You know, that's what a lot of it is. But bread, if it's made the right way, can be nutritious and wholesome and have what we need to help sustain our life. And it's always been that way. So when Jesus came to the people and said, I am the bread of life, people could identify with this whole concept of bread as something that's life-giving and life-sustaining. And when he said, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never thirst, well, sure they understood that. He had just fed more than 5,000 people. So they're thinking, all right, if I just hang with Jesus, I'm always going to have this. If I just hang with Jesus, there's always going to be bread. There's always going to be something to drink, maybe fish. You know, just hanging with Jesus. He's going to keep doing this, and I'll never go hungry. Of course, Jesus said, you don't quite understand. (laughs) Okay, that's not really what it's about. And so then he says, what we read earlier, part of it, he says, I am the bread of life. Okay, now he's going to say some things that are a little confusing and maybe a little offensive to some of the people that hear this. He says, I am the bread of life. Well, wait a minute, what do you mean? You fed us bread, you gave us bread. How can you say, I am the bread of life? What does that mean? Then he says, the bread that comes down from heaven. What do you mean came down from heaven? You're here, you were born like the rest of us. What do you mean? I came down from heaven. All right, that borders on blasphemy, which anyone may eat and not die. Well, wait a minute. I thought bread, I thought God was taking care of us, his people. We're the Jewish people, we're the Israelites, we're the sons of Abraham. What do you mean? Anyone can eat it. And then he says. I'm the living bread. Okay, what does living bread mean? You know the difference between living water and still water, right? Still water is a pond that has no outlet, and it's stagnant, and things die in it. Living water is water that's moving, that is constantly being refreshed, and that's life-giving. So what do you mean by living bread? What is that? And living bread, and whoever eats it will live forever? How can you live forever? What kind of bread can make you live forever? And then he really gets their goat when he says, this bread is my flesh. And later on, uh, in the verses following this, which is next week's gospel lesson, he uh, Uh, expands on that theme, this bread is my flesh. And after that, most of his disciples leave. All of them leave except for 12. He's getting a little more in their face about what he's trying to say. I am the living bread. But when he says living bread, he's talking about bread that is eternally satisfying. You know, he says, your forefathers ate manna in the wilderness. But then they ended up dying. So that's not bread that gives eternal life. And think about it. Do you remember the story? you remember what happened when they tried to collect more than one day's worth of manna? It spoiled. By the next day it was rotten. So not only did that bread, that manna, not last, as soon as they had a meal they were hungry again. So this isn't living bread. This isn't the kind of bread that lasts forever or gives you eternal life. So what's he really talking about? He says, I'm that bread. And what I'm going to give you is myself. It's not like Jesus came skipping down from heaven with a basket on his arm filled with bread covered with a red and white checkered cloth. Okay? He's not bringing something to them that they can eat. He's bringing himself. He said, this bread is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. It's me I'm talking about. I'm the bread of life that came down from heaven that will give you eternal life when I sacrifice myself, when I give you my flesh. That's the true bread. But the people were hung up on the manna. They remember this. This was a big deal in their history when the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness and God provided bread from heaven. This manna that appeared every day. And somehow they were hung up on, Jesus, what can you give me? What can you give me that I can see, that I can touch, that I can eat? They're hung up on that. and And I'm thinking, I wonder if maybe sometimes we don't, even when we have this living bread, this relationship with God through Christ right at our fingertips and as part of us, how often we don't start to rely on manna. Maybe manna can be uh, the things that we rely on in this life that we look for satisfaction. It might be money, success, fame, fortune, uh, status, It might be uh, relationships that we shouldn't be involved in, that we get involved in. Maybe we're trying to find satisfaction in some other way than with what God wants to provide for us in our lives. That's manna. And Paul said in the second lesson that we read today, he said, this isn't what you were taught when he was writing to the Ephesians. This isn't what you were taught So why do you, you're supposed to put off the old self. Why do you want to go back to it? Why do you want to put it back on again? Because then it it distorts your mind, and then in your ignorance your heart gets hardened, and it becomes a catch-22, and it's a spiral down. He says, why do you want to do that? And he reminds them that, no, Christ made you new people. Christ brought you into a new family, into a new body. And he made you something new, and he did it by renewing your minds so that you have become like God in true righteousness and holiness. So that when God looks at us through Christ, what he sees is a reflection of his righteousness and holiness in us. That's what he sees because of Christ. That's what he's done for us. Why do you want to go back to manna when you've got the true bread, the bread of life, the bread that gives eternal life? So Jesus says, "I'm the bread of life." I think you could also say not just the bread of life, but the bread for life, or the bread for living. Take the story of of Elijah that we read. Elijah was in trouble. He had a price on his head. Jezebel was coming after him, sending his army. Said, "You're going to be dead by this time tomorrow." And Elijah throws up his hands. He runs into the wilderness, and he says. God, I might as well die. I'm just going to lay down under this broom tree, and why don't you take me? And he falls asleep, and then an angel comes by and taps him on the shoulder and says, Elijah, get up and eat drink. Elijah pops up and he looks around, he doesn't see anybody, but next to him he sees this uh, little loaf of bread and a jug of water. So he eats it and he drinks it, then he lays back down and goes back to sleep, you know, because he still didn't get it. So the angel comes again and says, Elijah, get up and eat and drink. You're going to need this. So he gets up, and he eats the bread, and he drinks, and it's like he felt like he was a new man. You know, he was refreshed, and he was ready to go, and he went in the strength of that food as long as it took him to get down to Mount Horb where he was going to have an encounter with God. You remember the encounter with the still, small voice? Well, that's what's coming. But that food was life-giving for him, and it made him, it made him feel like a new man and energized him and strengthened him for the journey that he was about to go on. Well, Christ has made us new people. He's made us new and given us new life and turned us into a whole new creation's As he renewed our minds and as he refreshed us and as he fed us with that living bread that he gives us. And, well, then there's no need for manna, is there? Everything that we need is in God. It's in Christ. And we don't need to be trying to find satisfaction in other things that are not eternally satisfying but are only temporary. Things that have no value to us in the long run. None of them do. The only thing that has any value is Christ, the bread of life in our lives. Now, I don't imagine that any of you uh, have some evil queen and her army after you, unless you play video games. Then you might. But in some ways, we're on the same kind of journey that Elijah was on. He had a tough road ahead, and God made sure that he was fed and watered and that he had the sustenance and the strength that he would need for that trip. But we're all on journeys, and sometimes the journey's not easy. Sometimes it's tough, and it may have to do with, with uh, financial concerns that we have. It may have to do with an illness or the loss of a loved one in our lives. It may have to do with family issues. Uh, in immediate families or extended families, um, or whatever. There are journeys that we run, and sometimes the road's pretty tough. Sometimes it's hard to get through. And, and it seems like the ways that we try to deal with it, sometimes when we try to do it on our own, when, we look, when we're trying to eat manna, it just isn't enough. But Christ says, I'm the bread of life. I'm bread for life. I'm bread for living. And I can fill you up, and I can sustain you on the road that you're on, and I can get you where you need to go. And I'll walk alongside you, and I'll live inside of you so that you can bear up under whatever you have to bear up. No matter where the journey takes you, no matter how hard it is, I am there, and I will feed you, and I will take care of you on that journey. The bread of life. We need to feed on that bread every day. When we come in and gather in this group, the fellowship, and being able to lean on each other helps helps feed us. Gathering and hearing his word feeds us. Hopefully you're reading his word a little bit every day because you need to eat every day. Well, we need the bread of life every day. We need to be fed. In a little while you're going to come up to this table and I'm actually going to give you a little piece of bread, okay? A little piece of bread. But remember what Jesus said, this bread that I will give for the world is my flesh. And as we receive that today, Christ is going to renew his presence in our lives. He's going to strengthen us for whatever journey we're on. So we'll be able to walk in the strength of that food. Just like Elijah got to walk in the strength of that food to get to Mount Horeb. So he's going to be there. He's going to come to you and feed you. Eat the bread of life, the bread of life that Christ offers to you every day.